Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on What's on TV, TV Times and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 31st of March 2023, including Paramount Plus thriller Rabbit Hole, starring Kiefer Sutherland as a corporate spy, and Tony Collette in Supernatural series The Power on Prime Video. And we'll also be joining Kevin McKidd on the mean streets of Glasgow in ITVX Crime Thriller 6-4 and travelling back in time in the new Disney Plus drama Kindred. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Netflix romance One Day in December, which is based on Josie Silver's novel will feature Lucy Boynton as a young woman who falls in love with a stranger after spotting him in the street. What else is in the news, Anna? Well, Disney Plus drama A Thousand Blows, set in 1880s London, will star Stephen Graham as a boxer, Malachi Kirby as a young Jamaican, and Erin Doherty as the leader of an all-female gang. Well, we're all about the drama this week, Hannah. We, we did promise we were going to preview the final series of Succession, on Now TV, but unfortunately we didn't get the preview in time. It was released earlier this week anyway, and of course, if you watch Succession, you know it's going to be great. And if you haven't, you should check it out. So we're going to start off on Prime Video, a new series called The Power, which arrives on Friday the 31st of March, and here is a clip. Today we have a story that's going to change the world. It's in Nigeria, electricity coming out of their hands. All teenage girls. Mom, I know someone can, like, aim it. How does yours work? Hey, hey! There was one girl I'd say was a mutation. But it's hundreds and thousands. So, nine episodes in this one. You get the first three on Friday, and then they drop weekly. It's based on a novel by Naomi Alderman called The Power. And the premise, it's a very interesting premise, is that teenage girls all around the world develop the ability to electrocute people at will. Imagine that, Hannah. So it does hop around the globe quite a bit to follow different characters in different countries. There's also a bit of an interesting backstory to this series. I did a a press junket for it a very long time ago and I couldn't understand why it was taking so long to actually get shown. Well, it turned out the people I interviewed dropped out of the cast. One of them was uh, Leslie Mann. Tim Robbins was also cast originally. He dropped out as well. So it got a new cast led by the brilliant Toni Collette. She plays the mayor of Seattle, Margot, and her daughter, Joz, is one of the young girls we see discovering this power. Over in Nigeria, there's an aspiring journalist, Tunde, played by Tahib Jimo from Ted Lasso, which we love. There's Tatiana in Eastern Europe, who is a former gymnast, who is now the wife of a dictator. And then in uh, Dear Old Blighty, you've got Roxy, who is the daughter of a British mobster played by the brilliant Eddie Marsan, and he is very chilling in this, I must say. Unlike a lot of sort of superhero-type 
stories, which are often about teenagers developing strange powers, aren't they? This is more about kind of flipping the patriarchy on its head. What if we did live in a world where women could no longer be physically threatened by men uh, and, and they, they weren't afraid to kind of walk home alone at night? So it's a really interesting idea. A slight problem with it initially is because there are all these different stories competing for your attention, I think it's going to take a little while to to bed in because you're not staying with any one character for that long. However, I mean, Colette is great as always. And of course, she, in her world of politics, is is working in a very male-dominated environment and dealing with kind of male aggression as well. Eddie Marsan, instantly really good as Bernie the mobster. He, he's, uh, you see him <laughs> terrorising the chef who's made a wedding cake in his first scene. And um, yeah, his daughter Roxy is a great character. So she essentially, she's sort of challenging the hierarchy in, in, in the family because she basically is bottom of the pile and her brothers are all above her. So it's, a, it's an intriguing premise I think it shows a lot of promise, but I think you're going to have to stick with it to to really get into it. And, and I've only watched the first episode. Um, what did you think, Hannah? Well, you know how I feel about Supernatural, but <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of being able to electrocute people. So I'm on board yes, with I'm it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. It's kind of, um, I think it's a bit of a slow burn, but I, I think that it is interesting the whole premise, we do a lot of articles and there's sort of women's lifestyle titles about women not feeling safe on the street and, you know, the fact that we're told to do X, Y and Z and why should we have to, you know, why why are the streets not safe and, you know, the, the, the physical reality of a man probably being stronger than a woman. And so I found that actually really interesting, the idea, as, as you touched upon, that um, this is that the tables were turned and actually you could protect yourself and suddenly you were the strongest party on the street. And so I, I found that quite interesting. But aside from that, I would agree it's a, it's a bit of a slow burn, takes a bit of a while to get into. Probably not one for everyone, I would say, um, but stick stick with it if you can. OK, over on Disney+. Plus. Another new drama series that also has a slightly supernatural element to it. It's called Kindred, and here's a clip. What is it? Am I dreaming? Is this a dream? The day, the year. Tell me the year. It's 1815. We just heard a lot of screaming. So this is season one and there are eight episodes and it's it's based on E. Butler's um, novel. And so, and you said it, it's kind of supernatural in as much as it jumps around a lot. So if you don't like that kind of thing, it's probably not for you, but I think it does it really very well, actually. Um, and we see uh, Dana James, um, she finds herself pulled back into the past so she is in um in la she's a tv writer she's got a new home lovely life and she starts having these terrible terrible nightmares that are recurring and she's being transported back to this 19th century plantation now dana is a black woman and in that time the only way she could fit in really sadly is essentially by um 
by being a slave. And so you see her going back, but what feels like endless amounts of time for her, as I say, like an hour, is actually only a minute. And it's trying to get people to believe this time travelling. And she's kind of thinking, am I going mad? Because it it's actually really scary. There's a scene where she's being chased and um, there's there's quite a lot of violence too in, in, in lots of places, as you'd imagine. And it's really quite terrifying. And then she kind of wakes up in, you know, a cold sweat and is in a, a terrible state she's screaming no one can understand around her because she they've been asleep for a minute and it feels like hours and so it's um it's it's a very it's quite an interesting take on how she's cause in la she's living quite really quite a nice life and then the state of fit in in this in this world previously she has to become this slave and um it's the length she'll kind of go to to survive that really i i I personally, um, I've, I've watched the first episode. I found it really quite enjoyable, in as much as it, it was, it it captured me. Um, but as I say, I think I do find it quite scary in places. I, I haven't read the book, so um, I kind of went to it with fresh eyes. But I, I did enjoy it, Ian. Yeah, I thought it was very different. The only thing I could mm. compare it with, although they're not that similar, is um, the very popular series Outlander where the main character is transported back hundreds of years to kind of the Jacobite rebellions and she falls in love with a kind of Highland warrior. But that's very much a romantic story. This is has a horror element to it in a way. I mean, it's kind of looking back at the days of slavery through the eyes of a modern black woman, which is very a very interesting mm. idea, I think. Um, I really like... Mallory Johnson, who was in We Crashed as Dana. And her modern day story is very interesting because she's inherited, well, I think she inherited a house in New York, I think. And then she had this dream of becoming a writer. So she sold up, moved to LA, much to the sort of, well, her relatives are a bit concerned about this. She, uh, she's bought this new house. There's nothing in it. Um, and it's, you know, you wonder, is, is she kind of, is she a little bit unbalanced? So I think that that element as to whether she was imagining this or not is quite interesting, but it quickly becomes apparent that she's not, well, it doesn't appear that she's imagining it. She actually disappears when she goes back in time. And a rather interesting twist on it is so she sort of has a meet cute with this waiter who uh, she meets on a dating app. And they get together and then he ends up going back with her. He's a white guy. So then he poses as her owner back in the 19th century. So, yeah, it's if you can buy into the idea that this is happening, that she's she's mysteriously time traveling, you know, and it's totally inexplicable, of course, if you can get past that. I think it's really well done and it's a really interesting idea. So yes, the, the the waiter Kevin is played by Micah Stock and I think they've got a really nice relationship together. That's that's really well done. So yeah, something very different. And before we continue, we want to tell you about a new podcast in the Binge Watch family, which is very exciting. Douze Point is your essential Eurovision podcast and here's a sneaky peek. Hello London, we are ready for your vote. Hello, I'm Stephen Perkins and this is Douze Point, a brand new podcast from the Binge Watch family that celebrates the weird and always wonderful world of the Eurovision Song Contest. 
I'm a TV magazine journalist and a Eurovision obsessive, and together we'll be exploring everything that makes the show great, from breaking news and current stories to deeper dives into the history of the contest. So thank you, brilliant listener, for joining me, and I hope we're going to have fun. We'd love to hear from you as well, so if you've got a hot Eurovision take you want to share, get in touch with us via our socials at bingewatch underscore pod on Twitter. Yes, presented by my very talented colleague, Mr. Steve Perkins. So make sure you follow, listen and share Deuce Point right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, good news for Keith Sutherland fans. He's back in a new series called Rabbit Hole on Paramount+. Plus. This arrived actually on Monday, the 27th of March. And here's a clip. You need to know what you're getting into. This is not cops and robbers. The enemy is everywhere, but he can't be seen. So what's it gonna be? Are you gonna be all heroic and difficult, or are you gonna be sensible and help us save the world? So you've got eight episodes of this one. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been hoping for something like 24 to come back and of course Kiefer was also a designated survivor which was really good and this initially looks like okay this could be a kind of 24-ish type series so he plays a corporate spy John Weir and he's kind of world weary guy you know and he makes his money helping well essentially helping very rich people make money out of other very rich people so by kind of bringing about things through trickery that make, let's say they make share prices plunge and then a rival firm will go in and buy up the shares. So he is recruited by a former colleague to to do one of these kind of corporate stings. And it's a really clever idea. So I won't go into too much detail, but basically they have to make two people who are unconnected appear as if they're meeting and one is handing something to the other so it looks as if they're colluding and 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 the way they manage to do that he, he's got a kind of it's a bit like mission impossible in a way he's got this gang that he works with they all have different skill sets and they bring about these kind of stings or these you know these fakes they use a lot of kind of tech as well and you think oh it's going to be that kind of series well great i love it really exciting but then some very strange things happen. And I'm not going to spoil it by saying what they are. But by the end of episode one, there's been one giant plot development which kind of turns everything on its head and is really intriguing. And then right at the end of ep one, there's a, there's a, you're absolutely dumbstruck by another massive twist, which it leaves you on. So... I mean, I love Kiefer Sutherland, and he is perfect in in this kind of role. It's absolutely tailor-made for him. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. It's high-tech. It's action-packed. Yeah, I I, I absolutely loved it. It was great. What did you think? I thought it was um, really quite good, actually. I didn't think I would. I really did think this was one for me um, because I don't, you know, know what I'm like. I, I like to keep it simple and it's not. Um, it's kind of, it's loads of twists and turns and you can't, you, you just need to be there and watching it, don't you? And it, it kind of, I think the thing that captured me or captivated me was the fact that it, 
felt like it could be real. This could happen. It wasn't beyond the realms of something that could actually happen. And I think that always absolutely terrifies me, um, the sort of level of corruption and, and what can really go on behind the scenes. So, yeah, I, I, as I say, though, I think... Um, it's one that you need to sit down and absolutely watch, isn't it? It's not one that you can kind of get on and do something at the same time. Well, we're going to finish over on ITVX with yet another drama, perhaps one with fewer bells and whistles, you could say. It's called 6-4, and here's a clip. We have had a call from Pauline Wallace, Robert Wallace's wife, the Justice Minister. She wants to report her daughter missing. This is the time for the people of Scotland to decide their future. My daughter was murdered because I knew about 6-4. What is 6-4? My daughter's missing as well. Who had them? That's what you all do. You fit people up and you look after your own. Yeah, you're right. This is really gritty, isn't it? And there, there aren't there isn't a level of bells and whistles but equally as entertaining and equally as brilliant in its own way I think so um we see Kevin McKidd um in this as a four four part crime thriller and there's everything from corruption kidnappings cover-ups and they're all on the streets of Glasgow and so when I say it's gritty you'll you'll absolutely understand why so it's it's really high drama there's it's kind of action-packed and um it's it's all about this very um, unambitious police detective um, whose world falls apart because his 18-year-old daughter Olivia goes missing. And so you see the family kind of at their wits' end, uh, the couple's marriage is crumbling, um, and they go on a very sort of, I suppose, dangerous path to find her. And as I say, the streets of Glasgow, I suspect, are, you know, can be tricksy at times, and, and we see it in this, but... I think what I really like about this, apart from the story and the fact that you just feel for every element of this and every person in this, and it feels very relatable in some, you can imagine this happening and the lengths that you would go to. For me, it is exactly what you said. It's it's not the bells and whistles. It's very um, raw. And, and, and that, I think, at the moment, when we're seeing so much chucked out from you know, the likes of Apple TV and um, Prime and you know, some, some real brilliance where there's so much money thrown at it. And I'm not saying there wasn't money thrown at this, there will have been. But what I mean is it's just a little bit more raw and that grittiness really, really comes through. It feels it feels very, very authentic. Um, and it's, it's incredibly dramatic. Another one that uh, you cannot be cooking at the same time. What did you think, Ian? I liked it, I must say, and it, it's, it's old school crime drama, isn't it? So, you know, you've got, mm. you've got the superpowers and the power, you've got the time travel and kindred, you've got the high tech twists and turns and stings of Rabbit Hole. This is, is a real old school crime drama. It's good to see um, Kevin McKidd. I mean, I only really know him from Train Spotting when he played Tommy, who came to a, a sticky end. He's great in this, another world-weary detective. And it's it, it's based on a Japanese novel, actually, but they've transplanted it to Glasgow. And it's a great opening. So he and his wife, who, who used to be an undercover officer, they're coming to a morgue to identify a body that they think might be that of their missing daughter. But it's not her. So So you've got the missing daughter. Then he is approached by a journalist about a cold case of a local girl who went missing some years ago. It, it turns out that he's kind of opening a bit of a can of worms by looking into that. 
and there's some kind of well I, I don't want to spoil it for people meanwhile Richard Coyle who of course I always think of as Jeff from Coupling all those years ago he plays the justice minister who is uh, I think he's running to be very topical running to be head of the SNP and his daughter is kidnapped and we get these little snapshots of a room a mysterious room with a kind of pair of antlers on the table and then there's a guy driving around in a Volvo doing strange things so and and Chris's brother was involved in the investigation into this 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 girl who went missing years ago so you're aware that something there's some kind of cover up or some kind of corruption you're not sure what it is and all these things as he digs away his wife's gone to london to do her own investigating he's digging away at it but you just feel it's one of those things where is he going to get in over his head because it's clearly very dangerous and there are people who have things to cover up at all costs so yeah i think it's um well gritty as you say hannah yeah and out and about on the streets of Glasgow, you know, there's a lot of exterior shooting in and around Glasgow and Edinburgh as well. So, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw of this. I thought it was a really good first episode. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where you reveal to me what the hell you've been binging on. <laughs> I know you love this part of the show. Um this week, I have been watching back-to-back episodes of Dragon's Den. I don't know why, but I have. have. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it kind of irritates me because sometimes I really can be quite difficult with them. And if one dragon says something, they all sort of jump on it and it kind of annoys me. quite rude, um, aren't but they, it, the dragons? They are, but it, it's compelling viewing, so I went back for more and more. I have a question for you about Dragon's Den. Mm. Is the lift a real lift or is it just a fake door that they open and close? No, I think it's it's in a warehouse, isn't it? So it's one of those warehouse mm, lifts. Okay. I right. think it's real. Or do you know otherwise? I don't know. Uh, no, I think it's real. Okay. I've, <laughs> I have been watching, because there's a new series that's just started, and I've never seen it before, and everyone's been raving about it. I've been watching the reality show Race Across the World from the very beginning, from the very first series. And uh, that's worth a look. Uh, it's just people given a limited budget they're not allowed to travel by air and they have to reach a destination without spending all their money but getting there faster than all the other contestants so it's really addictive viewing now i've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering so what's on the menu hannah well i'm looking forward to this one hugh grant and jason statham head up guy Ritchie's rip-roaring espionage caper Operation Fortune, Ruse du Guerre, on Prime Video. Good title. And Paramount Plus's Grease prequel, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, tells the backstory of the Rydell High girl gang. I, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, I hope you're going to let me do that one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... Watching. 